Welcome to episode 327 of the Doctor a Day, the Doctor Who Podcast. My name is David, and I'm here for Hello. Today we're going to talk about the final episode of The Robots of Death. Yes, we um, are uh, back in the scene when the uh, robot is trying to kill the Doctor, strangle him, and Ivanov comes up behind it with the probe and stabs the probe into the robot's brain and it starts a malfunction thing just circling around and kill, kill, kill and then the uh, a power drain happens or a power failure and so they're all in the dim light and then the probe's not working anymore and then the robot starts to kill or to go back to the doctor meanwhile the B6 robot has gone to Tooze's room and manages to get in the door and starts to strangle Tooze and just strangling her on her bed. Uh, Power comes back up and the doctor and Ivanov get away. Uh, Ivanov is injured and the doctor carries him out of the room and they run into the one robot following them and more robots in the hallway, another one rather. And the doctor, to get away, sets his hat scarf on one of the robots. And then the crazy one that has the probe uh, still clouding his command um, goes to attack the doctor, thinking it's the other robot. It's the doctor. So the doctor and Ivanov manage to get out of the hallway and get out of the way. Doctor tells Ivanov about the, you know, how the robots are doing this because their program has been overwritten and changed, and that the robotic scientist Terran Capel is on board and is the controller of the robots. Leela comes in, uh, runs to uh, Tuz's room, and sees that D84 is there, and she thinks that he is strangling Tuz or. Uh, and throws the hand that had come off from the other robot at him. He says, do not throw hands at me. She will recover. Um, and Tooze is, is good, and uh, Leela helps her up, and they, um, uh, so Leela tell, and uh, D84 tells Leela what had happened, and that he came in, and that uh, the doctor sent him to Assist uh, and V6 was there, but he was called away. Um, and he asked where Commander Poole is, Controller Poole is. Um, and he says he'd better go get him from the robot morgue and get him to the control deck. So D84 goes to do that. Um, SV7 uh, directs the other robots to kill all the humans. There's no more need for secrecy. They know that the robots are out to kill them. Leela and Tooze uh, see some robots coming and they hide in one of the hoppers near the silos. And um, the robots say, well, shouldn't we search every every hopper? And says, oh no, this other robot, they, they already searched these, so we need to search just these other uh, loading bays or silos or something, so they, they managed to escape. Two's 
radios in to talk to SV-7 and begins to tell, he says, ask, is this Commander, uh, Commander Twos? And she's yes, and, and goes on, and then he asks her location, and Leela stops her from telling him because there's something wrong. And so they turns off her intercom radio and they discuss the fact that SV-7 should have known it was her voice because of the voice imprints that are listed in the security log and um, that it must not be SV-7 who's asking. The doctor and Yuliana Ivanov are on the bridge, the control bridge. Um, they mention how they had turned off the main robot switch that turns off all the robots and so several of them are seen just standing on the bridge uh, inactive um, so Ivanov thinks that all the danger is past because the robots are all turned off and the Dutch is but look at that and D84 comes in carrying Commander Poole he's still working and he tells them that D84 and Poole are actually actually undercover agents working for the company and then they talk about pool and how he's gone a little bit crazy and um, say that he has robophobia and uh, doctor calls it Grimwald syndrome Grimwade Grimwade syndrome sorry that's vacation there's a reason it's important <laughs> Grimwade syndrome um, and Ivanov says that he has seen it once before. Turns out it was the uh, Zilda's brother had had robophobia, and that's how it had. He had managed to get outside the ship because he had this um, psychic, this um, psychological disease, this condition, and that's what led to his demise. Um, and of course, uh, the, because of being the founding family or whatever he called them before, the father had kind of uh, covered over the the whole syndrome and uh, made it look more like Ivanov was at fault. So we hear a little more of that story. So. It's clear that they're still in danger, and the doctor asks if there are any weapons on, on the bridge. And she says, oh, no, this is a, a mining ship. We don't have any need for any guns or weapons or anything like that. Well, SV-7 intercoms in and says that they know that they're on the bridge, and they have five minutes to, to leave the control deck and go to the, and go to the forward blasters or something like that. There's some mentions made of the um, blasting powder that they use for some of the mining. And so the doctor sets uh, Ivanov and Twos to use this black blast powder to make some little small robot bombs that they can use to uh, against the robot enemies. The doctor, D84, and Leela are going to Robot Morgue. So Dask is pounding on the door um, to the bridge to be let in and 
Ivana Ramos lets him in and Tease stops him and says, no, the doctor said not anyone. And, you know, well, who's left of the crew? Dask. So he has to, um, you know, he has to be the one with the, with the robots and it's probably a trap to get us to open the door and let them all in. And outside we see just that, that da Dask is um, now wearing the same outfit as the robots and his, his face is now green and with a silver outline where the eyes and some of the other facial features of the robot would be. Um, the doctor and Lila um, are talking about the robots and how they make them look uh, humanoid to try to help with the robophobia that people can be overcome with, the Grimwave syndrome. Um, Doctor try, takes pieces of some of the, the dead robots, the broken robots, and is trying to link some of the communication systems to Dask's communicator that he controls the robots with so that he can have like a kind of a final fail switch. Um, Ivanov and Tools are working on creating the little bombs. The doctor tells uh, D84 that it warns him that if he has to use this um, device that he's created, that it may turn him off as well and kill, quote unquote, D84 and fry his brain with the other robots. So Dask is walking along with his robot crew. Um, SB7 reports to him that there are still three humans on the control deck and the doctor and another human are, um, are free and we're in the robot mode. Dask orders that the doctor must be gotten rid of because he's interfering with his plans. Ivanov uses a robot bomb and it is successful to one of the I think it was D5 or D5 that was trying to get in another way to the bridge and um, they managed to kill the robot and blow a hole in the bridge um, doorway so they decide to go out on their own and take some of their bombs with them. So Dask is informed that B5 is no longer communicating, no longer um, active. He says, well, how could they have killed a robot? Or just destroy them all. So the doctor heads to Capel's uh, lab with Leela and D84. He hides Leela in a closet and gives her a canister of helium and gives her directions that when Das comes in and only when he comes in she turn the, the valve for this gas to come out. So his voice will change. So D84 and the doctor are going out robot hunting, he says. As they open the door, there's already a robot on the threshold with a probe and he, the robot sticks the probe in D84 
deactivating him and he falls to the ground. He goes then to attack the doctor. Grask comes in and says, oh no, don't kill him, bring him over to the bench. And so they strap the doctor down on the, the workbench where the probes and other uh, equipment are. Leela opens the valve in the closet. Ivanov and Tuz find a robot and go follow it on its way, thinking they can use their bomb. So the doctor taunts Dask, or Capel, he starts calling him. He's like, um, so are you going to tell me all about your evil plan? Um, Dask says he's going to make him suffer for merely ruining his plans and burn out his brain. Meanwhile, as Dask goes on about his, in response to the doctor's questions and taunts, you can hear his voice changing a bit with the helium. On the floor, D-84 is crawling towards the, um, the kill switch, the communicator that the doctor had uh, given him to hold on to. And uh, as the, he inches his way towards that as Drask starts the probe and the doctor is suffering at this um, force that hits him. D-84 switches on the controller. Several of the robots, including D-84, their heads blow up. The robot that Ilyanov and Tuz were following comes in, which I think was SV-7. Um, comes in to finish the job and saying, kill all the humans, kill all the humans. And we, he sees Dask as a human. Dask says, oh no, I'm, I'm your controller. You must obey me. And uh, his voice is very high with the helium now and it doesn't, it doesn't register in the voice patterns. And so the doctor manages to free himself and uh, grabs a probe and jabs SV-7 in the head with it and he collapses to the ground. Dask has been strangled and then we hear a little voice, is anyone gonna let me out of here? And Leela's still in the closet with the, with the helium. Sounded like a little mouse, he says. So he lets her out of the closet and they go their next scene by the TARDIS. Is that we're gonna help? Tuz and Ulyanov with the robots and she said, no, they can figure all the rest out themselves and they just, she asked why uh, his voice wasn't affected and he makes some statement about being 750 years old and two hearts and uh, something, a strong larynx and it's not going to affect him so he tells the little mouse to get in the TARDIS and they leave. The end. So you didn't know it was Dask, huh? I didn't remember that until he narrowed down everybody else about them together. Yeah. Until he was pretty much the only one outside. Yeah, and they had to. But going into it, no, I didn't remember his name. Um, 
don't know what's really to say. I think it was a fine ending to the story. Robots' heads kind of blew up. <laughs> there was a lot of stabbing in the head. Yeah, a lot of probe stabbing. Yes. Too stabby. So. But that's where the robot circuitry was, so I guess they're going to be stabbed in the head. Yeah, I guess. A probe to the head. Um. <laughs> I did wonder why Two's thought started to, was believing SV7. So, doctors already told me that all the, the robots were I know. It's one people. of the failings I have in this episode is that the, occasionally, eh, more than occasionally, the characters are doing things they shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. They, they know what they're doing is wrong, and they're still doing it. Well, it gives Lou the opportunity to stop her and know better and say, well, oh, there's something, I sent something wrong, you know, kind of thing, like she had done before. Um, she gets to do more stuff. <laughs> it's fun. A little bit. Helps twos to get to hide out and then stops her from giving away their position and She'd come to help her in the first place, and then she gets to operate the canister in the closet. She gets to do a little bit, have a little bit more of a episode in this one than the last. I thought it was funny when she threw the hand at D84. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah D84 cracked me up. His, uh, you know, deadpan delivery of his lines. Do not throw a hand at me. <laughs> I don't like the one the doctor calls Dask a happy little maniac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that bear, um, he has three of us sit in the closet and so they're going to go robot hunting and they're going to make things very difficult for their crazy little friend. <laughs> Funny bit. Um, have we seen this type of resolution before, or am I just remembering this one? What do you mean? With the heat, with the voice changing. So the, uh, the this is the only one I can remember that has so the helium. Maybe I am remembering seeing this one also long ago. It's the only one I remember with helium in it. Okay. Well, this, it was kind of a nice way to yeah. trick the robots into killing the bad guy. What did you think of his other trick? Putting his scarf on another, oh. and hat <laughs> on another robot. I don't know. I, it was the robot that got st stuck with the probe in his head and started to go a little haywire, so maybe he interrupted his his control patterns enough that he was able to think that that was the doctor. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't think it would have worked. 
not sure it should have worked, actually, even still. I don't think it should have. And I'm sorry, I missed why the doctor was carrying Juliana, Ivana. I'm not sure either, to be honest. He must have gotten hurt in that, but I didn't notice it at the time. But then he was fine later. Right. I don't understand that one. He must have gotten knocked out is all I can figure. Oh, it could be. Like a robot. Right. Interesting little story we hear about Ivanov and Zilda's brother that he really didn't kill a crew member like Poole had had, uh, said before. I think it was Poole. That was all hushed up and made it look that way, but his brother had crewmaid syndrome. And that was important because... Oh, Grim Wade is actually the producer or something like that. Okay. I was sure if it was other than that, if it was... Yes, Peter Grim Wade is the name of the guy. Okay. Well, I think it was Grim Wade. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was going to be something else, totally. Yeah. But I guess Tom Baker couldn't remember it. So he picked the name of his producer. I think it's producer. I think so. The writer was Chris Boucher. Chris Boucher was the writer. Yeah, so I know it wasn't the writer. I said, way to suck up, huh? No, he's not the producer. The producer was Philip Finchcliffe. Okay. No, uh, not the director either. Production assistant. Oh. Oh, I guess he did direct some of the um, scenes, the filmed scene. Oh. It seems to me he actually became a producer or something, something like that. I don't know. So, what did you think about it? Oh, I like this episode a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I always get the feeling that the Doctor knows fairly early on who it is. Well, it seems that way with the... in the... the end of uh, the second one. When they when they reprise the the cliffhanger right. the beginning of last episode where Dask says that he'll cut the circuits or whatever to the to the uh, whatever he says that they need to so they don't blow up and Doctor seems like he doesn't trust him and gives him the the cutter or whatever to do it mm-hmm. so I think right then you could see you could read into it that. It's because he knew who he was already. 
Yeah, they so do. he suspects him. Yeah. They do kind of a good job of... Well, so I guess kind of like what you said, they, they kind of do a good job of giving you that impression that the doctor suspects or mm-hmm. believes anyway that's who it is. I don't know. I can't really explain it very well. Because yeah. actually we don't, I don't, we don't learn about uh, Karen, Capel. Karen Capel until after that, which is the middle of last episode. But I think he could still suspect that one of the humans is con- is controlling the robots, and then when he learns about it, just sort of scientist. is that extra piece yeah. that he needed to verify. Yeah, it's just a little more information of how crazy is this person <laughs> <laughs> that now it's the this missing scientist that is pretending to be a crewman makes him even. A worse villain, worse bad guy. Mm-hmm. Happy little maniac. So, all in all, it's a, a pretty good episode. I think they they certainly make a point that you know what the first rule of robotics is. Yeah. <laughs> Because when it, whenever the doctor says robots are killing people, oh, robots can't kill people. They <laughs> wait. <laughs> Let me explain. <laughs> the program has changed. Yeah. <laughs> we do hear he that. He really has to explain that a number of times. <laughs> yeah. It's like, couldn't he have just gotten on the intercom and said to all the crew? Yeah, really. Okay, the robots have been compromised. I know they're not supposed to kill you. But they can. But they're gonna. Meet me on the control deck and lock out all the robots. Yeah. Lock all the doors behind you. Yeah, of course that would have um, made this episode about 15 minutes. (laughs) If he was able to do that. Yeah, possibly. (laughs) I do. He does have to explain it a lot. But it's kind of a minor thing. I don't think there was too many set problems or, or wardrobe problems or anything like that. Talked about how they had a nice design to their individualized makeup and costumes and color uh, choices and such. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it looked very nice. I don't think they were. There were there was the one where you could see the guy in the, the stage hand and the white shirt in the mirror. But that was pretty much it. Yeah. Other than one, I think that's the last episode. They say something about the, the sets having been been put away and then brought out and had to be some have some repairs and you could kind of see some places patching that was a little newer looking than others, but. You know, that, that kind of doesn't seem that it would stand out in this mining ship that's off planetary mining for months and months, you know, where they couldn't have just patched up themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. It seemed like it could have fit with the, the set they were trying to portray. But 
they could have had to repair the wall themselves or something. But in that way, it didn't bother me. Yeah. It wasn't it, terrible anyway. It wasn't that bad, I guess, but it did kind of bother me seeing some of that damage. Because mm. you know what happened in taking the sets down and putting them back up. Oh, yeah. No, nothing I can think of. So I guess we're just left to um, decide for ourselves that Ivanov uh, twos and and Pool end up all right. Manage to get the word out that these robots might be trouble. And uh, finish up their mission, or at least head home. Mm -hmm. They're all, all right to a point where the doctor could just leave them. Which I think is interesting because in this one he doesn't say goodbye to anybody. He just, you know, not that we see anyone. Yeah, um, she asks, you know, well, shouldn't we help them with that? Oh no, they're they're fine. They've got, you know, they can clean up the rest of themselves and. It's like he's slipped out without telling him. You get the impression. Mm, yeah, kind of. He's kind of leaving them in the, the throw of things to clean up because they've got a handle on it. You know, they've taken care of the robot controller bad guy and blown up most of the bad robots, you know. So, what else? There's not much left for the doctor to do but say, you know, goodbye and any more summary that we don't really need so right. I think it's fine that that happens I just think it's interesting that it's one of the first times I think that we've seen this doctor really slip out like that yeah you might be right I can't think of another time anyway yeah tomorrow when we start our next episode which is <laughs> Talons of Wang Chiang <laughs> which I know you're looking forward to I am it's Sherlock Holmes pastiche which I really yeah. enjoy so yeah yeah well that's probably going a little too far he dresses like Holmes and there's a Holmes vibe to it that I enjoy yes there is <laughs> and Leela is not in her usual outfit. Yes, she's in the... She's in the Victorian dress. Yeah. Which cracks me up. Because she's so obviously uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Anyway, that's what we'll talk about tomorrow. Yes. It was another good one, though. Yes. I enjoy this one a lot. So, that's what we will talk about tomorrow. So, join us then, and thank you for listening. <laughs>